Nelson is cruising. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody. It is time for leading off right here on Fantasy Pros, the home of fantasy sports. It is me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia. That is Dan Harris, and it's you. And today we're going to recap the day and night that was in fantasy baseball and look ahead to the lots of afternoon games that we've got ahead of us. It's a getaway day. There might also be some rain in some spots, too. We'll try to break down all of that as well with our weatherman, Dan. I'm sure he's got uh, all sorts of maps and cool things to show us. So many maps. So little time. Uh, Dan Harris, uh, good morning, my friend. I hope you uh, had a rested evening. It was a Marcus Stroman performance, a win for the Mets. So I I assume you're in a good mood today. Yeah, I'm always in a good mood, Joe. It's baseball season. No worries. (laughs) But yes, especially with a Mets victory and a Marcus Stroman again, you got to take the early victory laps whenever you could take them. And Stroman, uh, you know, pitched very well, although perhaps uh, we can talk about it. Maybe not. Even for my lofty expectations, perhaps didn't quite meet them, but still pretty pleased, ready to get going today. Yes, and there's a lot of things to cover, and you're right. Maybe the strikeout total wasn't what you wanted, and Mm. uh, I don't like their chances today against Aaron Nola, but we'll save that for later on in the show. Okay. Uh, And uh, obviously, uh, we're going to talk a little MLB DFS here like we always do at the end of the show, so stick around for that. And to recap yesterday, because I said we always hold ourselves accountable for the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, all of the above. Uh, The good, Lucas Giolito was good. Lots of strikeouts, exactly yep. what we wanted. In fact, in the tournament I was playing in, the Lucas Giolito lineup won. That one had Ryan McMahon in it, though, too. Yep. I did not, therefore, uh, not as good for me. So I needed more exposure to Colorado to hit the pay lines. Missed him by about 5, 10 points in a couple different contests. But that's okay. We live to fight another day. But Giolito, good. Freddy Peralta, good, which yep. we gave you yesterday also. He looks great. So that's him and Rodon, Dan, carrying over spring training. That's positive because they always say spring means nothing, but it means something for some guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, and I, I always felt like I talked too much about spring this during like our, our preseason podcast a little bit. And again, you don't buy into it too much unless you've got something like added velocity or a new pitch and you mm-hmm. saw some of that with a guy like Rodon, for example. So yeah, this is exciting. And if it looked good in the spring and it's starting to look good now, I'm slowly willing to buy in it, even at this early point. Well, I I mean, I think because we had so little baseball to go off last year, I think all of us were a little hyper-focused on spring because we had so many more questions than answers when it came to a lot of players. So I think that that might be part of it because I, I too is paying a little bit more hyper-focused attention, as it were, to spring training this year. Uh, also good, Bo Bichette was good. The Toronto-Texas stack that we talked about, good run yep. total there. I wish I had more exposure to uh, to Nate Lowe, and <laughs> I wish that had worked out. Yeah. Uh, I needed to get a little bit more onto the Texas side, less on the Blue Jay side. But Bo Bichette, good night for Bo, so we were all over that. Also, Brennan Lau gave you a 5x value on that 3K salary yesterday on FanDuel. That's what you're looking for. Uh, the good chalk was Colorado. The bad yesterday Vlad Guerrero Jr., no dinger for Vlad, uh, Ofer that played for him, and Marcus Simeon finally kind of cooled down. So that was no bueno, so not as good. But they've got another shot today against Kyle Gibson, so I'm going to have to double down probably, most likely. Also, a couple of trades went down yesterday. Um, not something I think anybody was really prepared for. The Yankees acquired uh, Rugnet Odor from the Rangers, and mm-hmm. the Braves acquired Orlando Arcia uh, for uh, minor leaguers as well um, from the Brewers. So... Uh, Two small moves, two, you know, lower end infielders that I think once upon a time had higher expectations, but now have 
uh, new team. So any thoughts on these trades here at all? Not really. I mean, I don't expect Odor to play a whole ton. And I mean, I don't know where RC is going to play. I mean, I guess if there's anything to take away, maybe it makes Travis Shaw's like spot a little more secure for maybe. Milwaukee. But really, no, nothing fun to see. I trades like go down early. Went but... up there as you're doing. Maybe perhaps <laughs> you were like a that's, super villain. Perhaps Travis Shaw will that's come. My, and that's my some, uncertain voice, as I like to do. Budget? I don't know. Skyrocket. Yeah. You sound but like not really. Hamilton. I, That's what you sound fun, like. <laughs> fun to see an early trade, but uh, you know, nothing I don't think of uber significance here. It was somewhere between the uh the King and Hamilton and uh Stewie. You know, yeah. that novel? You know it's that generally. one about the um you know the one about Orlando Alcia? Mm? You know that's generally one? where I where you know I sit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. before we get to some big takeaways, and Dan's got three takeaways from last night, we're going to talk about a giveaway. You see that? You like that transition? I like it. Professional. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the giveaway we're doing here, Pristine Auction. When I get an eye roll, and this is why you watch on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to Fantasy Pros MLB so you can watch Dan Harris eye roll my dad jokes as if he doesn't make them too, as if That's somehow he is immune to the dad joke. What? <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like you're like the king of dad jokes. I'm there. like the, I'm the prince. Anyway, there. before we do more giveaways, I want to uh, takeaways. I want to do giveaways. See, now I got off track. I want to tell you about what we're doing this month. It's the Ronald Acuna Jersey free autographed Ronald Acuna Jersey for you. That's right. You just for watching the show. You're already watching the show. I see right now live. There's over a hundred of you watching right now. So go out there, go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. And all you have to do is just fill out the little form there, make a review over on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then you screenshot that review, you fill out the form, and boom, just like that, you're entered to win. It's free to enter. All you got to do is leave a glowing review about Dan Harris and myself, and my gosh, that's the easiest thing you're going to do all day. Once again, that's uh, pristineauction.com, our friends and sponsors here over on the network. And also want to remind everybody, too, it's the www.fantasypros.com dot com slash MLB contest. Okay. There's a football one too. Make sure you go to the MLB contest for the Acuna one. So Dan, give me your three big takeaways from yesterday. So it was a weird day where my takeaways aren't all that much about what happened during uh, the games, but some of them are. First thing is James Paxton immediately leaving with elbow soreness. I think already this morning they're talking about a forearm strain. Just I, you know, Death it's like taxes and a James yeah. Paxton injury stint. And I feel I, I feel stupid. I, I really do, because I, I'm so cautious with injuries and Paxton just started getting excited with what I saw in the spring. So this is really not good. I, I'm I'm basically just, you know, to the extent, you know, I update my rest of season rankings every day on fantasypros.com. And I am not optimistic right now. So if I if I roster Paxton, I'm preparing to be without him for quite a while. Second thing is the update on Fernando Tatich Jr. And that's a little weird for me because that's so optimistic, right? Like everybody's really excited about the fact that like could be back in 10 days, no surgery or anything like that. Joe, I, I'm interested to know how you feel about this, because for me, I was thinking about I, I am not confident in this. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. This is obviously good news. That's great. He'll try to avoid surgery. But once you have this, once this happens, it just does not seem like he's going to be able to get anywhere remotely close through the season. So I was looking at my shortstop rankings. I mean, I dropped him significantly. And right now he is like right behind. I would prefer Javi Baez right now to Fernando mm-hmm. Tatis Jr. Do you feel the same way? No, or I did you the basically... same drop. I did the okay. same drop yesterday in my rankings also for the rest of the season because uh, well, until he's out for the year, uh, which is still my expectation, I, I don't see how he's going to come back and play through this for another six months. I just don't see it. 
I, I think you already saw the injury in spring training. He tried to push it. This is what happened. And now he's on the doorsteps of a surgery. And also you have to consider if he does try to soldier on, how much does that zap the talent uh, and the upside of him? And yeah, you're right. Maybe I, I think Javi Baez could even be better potentially. Uh, and And that is sacrilege. It's blasphemy that I'm even saying that. But this is a serious injury. This is a separated shoulder situation. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just not nearly as optimistic as this report. Right. And I think that, look, if you are, you are. And Joe and I are not doctors. We just play them on this podcast. So if you want to buy into this, like, that's fine. But everything I've read from anybody who knows anything about this injury says the chances of him getting through the season are pretty minimal. And that's especially true, not just because he had this thing where it looked terrible, but he had it right after he had this other thing in the spring, which means when they happen so close together, it's just not a good sign for him long-term. Now there have been instances of, of, you know, people being okay with this. I I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's a player like 10 years ago, might've been Hanley. It was somebody who, who had a shoulder thing and wound up playing through it. And you thought he was going to be done. He wound up playing through it. Not a great season. You're right. It was Hanley Ramirez. Well, it was right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, a decade ago or whatever, but (laughs) I, I do remember that where I remember playing and thinking like, Oh, this is done. And then he just played through it and played great. It's possible, but I am still willing to, there, there's a line, like I'm not just giving him away completely, but I, Javi Baez is a useful player, so I put him behind him. The third thing is that we finally got some clarity on the Nationals COVID situation, right? And so you're without Bell, you're without Hand, you're without Corbin, you're without Schwarber and a handful of others. I don't really know if there's anything to do with this. If you have them in your lineup for this week, like you're just out of luck. I don't know which, if any of them actually tested positive or if they're just, you know, within the group right. that could but it's a stark reminder of what we'll probably have to deal with, uh, you know, a lot this season, at least until everybody gets vaccinated. So, and this was that's the, the big difference between NFL and MLB too, is I, I kept saying, you know, with, with the NFL, it's one game a week, right? So you just right. got to keep everybody contained. And then even the NFL had their challenges, but baseball, so many games, there's so much interaction, there's so much traveling, there's so many different locations and things like that it's just it's so much more difficult to control even if everyone's doing everything right um and i'm i'm going to hope that they are and that's all we can do all right let's talk about some other players here and some uh, performances from yesterday and see if we can interest uh, dan harris and myself in uh maybe long-term implications jonathan india by the way is on fire to start his uh his his career 474 476 632 that's quite a good slash i know uh, also i saw this morning he set a rookie record for most uh, runs driven in i think <laughs> in the first six games of a season uh tyler naquin off to a good start as well for him uh yep. wade miley's six shutout innings it might be the sign of the apocalypse when wade <laughs> miley's is throwing well naquin's an interesting player though because naquin I always liked him with Cleveland. He was always a good baseball player. I just think he never got the the full run opportunity. So if he's going to get anything close to that with the Reds, I'm intrigued in deeper leagues. But overall, I feel like this is more like the Reds, you know, being good against lesser teams, maybe sometimes yeah. like that, you know, a little bit of Pittsburgh in there and all the other stuff. I don't want to go too crazy, but I am excited about Jonathan India. That's for sure. Yeah, that's the one guy. No, Wade Miley. We we know Wade Miley. Like, no. good. I'm glad to see him do well and everything like that. Naquin, I just don't think is going to get the playing time unless he does this every single you know day, given where they are in that outfield. But India, yeah, this is interesting. And you know, I, I, kudos to a partner of mine in a in a another league that we have, and he suggested picking up India early, and I kind of went with another guy. But India looks polished. I mean, he's young, obviously, but he's off to a very nice start. I would want to see where this goes. So he's a guy who, if he's available, I'd be picking him up immediately. 
we used to call him Wade Miley Cyrus on my uh, my other podcast <laughs> because fair. he was like a wrecking ball to any lineup that you had him in. Nice. That was nice. Uh, that was the whole thing. Freddie Peralta, yeah. very good, eight strikeouts, and the movement on the pitches. I got to watch some Freddie Peralta last night. Let me tell you, the movement he had on his pitches yesterday was woo sweet. It was very very exciting stuff there. Uh, I've got Freddie Peralta everywhere, as you know. I talked him up quite a bit in the last couple weeks of our preseason coverage. Ryan McMahon, three home runs yesterday. Someone asked me this morning, would you drop Keston Hura for McMahon? And I I told him, I said, look, I said, you know, and he's like, I'm asking you because I've heard you say nothing but bad things about Hura for the last six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, look, here's the thing. I'm not high on Hura. And if McMahon's getting every day at bats and he plays in Colorado, I think I'd rather have McMahon. I know that sounds like a hot take, but in a points league or something like that. I don't know, man. I, I just, that's how I feel. That's where I'm at right now. Our, <laughs> I don't want to overrate the three home run performance of McMahon, but it's more also knocking Keston Hira, I think, and looking for just productivity. So here's what I will say. Like if you have followed my content at all for the last few years, you know, I'm not anywhere close to doing that. Like after a couple of days, but Hira does look terrible to the mm-hmm. extent that I am actually mad. He sat yesterday I am actually concerned about what he's going to do. But McMahon, it, much more before this three-homer game, you know, we weren't talking about him at all. I would look to add McMahon because, again, he's kind of been the guy on everybody's radar as we headed into the season every single year, just never fulfilled it. So I'd want to add McMahon. But if I had to choose right now, no, we're not in the same ballpark yet. I mean, it might be if a couple of weeks, if Hira's striking out at a 50% clip still. Yeah, which, but McMahon's not going to be on the waiver wire after this week. Well, that's the thing. You have to, if, I, I want to add McMahon. I do, but there's got to be, there's, I mean, you there's got to be a better way. You know, what did you spend a sixth round pick on Hira? You know, it's just, no, it's too, yeah. it's too early. You spent, I know, a first. Yeah, it's too early to <laughs> cut bait for me on a guy like Hira, but I am legitimately concerned about it. I just don't, I'm not making that switch. I'm not close to making that switch, but I would try to add McMahon if I could. Favorite McMahon, Ed McMahon, Ryan McMahon, or Jim McMahon, go. Uh, Well, I'll probably go with Ed just because every time he came anywhere, he was giving people, publishers, you know, clearinghouse money. So that's that's pretty good. I'm going to still say Jim McMahon. Still, still Not a bad choice. I feel like I'm forgetting a famous McMahon, but I don't know. I digress. Uh, (laughs) Nate (laughs) Nate Lowe, two home runs. Uh, He's got... (laughs) He's got 14 RBI on the season, and we talked about like spring training meeting something for some guys. It meant nothing for Nate Lowe because he was dreadful. Right. People were worried he was going to lose his spot. And it's funny because I had this inclination to say, you know what, man, this guy is, is a free square in places. I really – I wish – and I just didn't get an opportunity in the last couple of drafts I had to take him. Yep. Um, but but let me tell you, I mean, so far, so good for him. And, you know, once again, you know, hasn't faced elite pitching quite yet. You know, the Blue Jays don't have a ton of great yes. pitchers and these things. So I wouldn't go crazy here when you're hitting bombs off Tanner Rourke and all these guys. But a good start nonetheless. Marcus Stroman, also a good start for him. I'd like to see the strikeouts a little higher, but you know yes. what? I want W's. That's what that's the kind of pitcher Stroman's always been. He's been a very athletic pitcher. He's not afraid to, you know, go challenge guys. He feels his position very well. And I think that's that's a positive, uh, good start by the Mets. Good, good bounce back after a disappointing loss uh, with the DeGrom start. Yeah. And I think the big thing with Stroman is, again, he still they're pounding the ball into the ground. And, you know, with Lindor, the defense is better now. J.D. Davis did leave yesterday. And so Giorme came in. So that improved the infield defense, especially when Stroman was there. But, yeah, I, I wanted to see more strikeouts because, again, that that's kind of he added the pitches, you know, the split change or whatever over the spring. So I wanted to see more strikeouts. So only three was a little disappointing, but you're really not going to argue with one run allowed over six innings and a W. So good start to basically what I put my fantasy like reputation on, which is Marcus Stroman being like basically an SP three this year. So good start for him. 
All right, before we talk about the studs, we're going to talk about what it takes to be a stud. And I'll tell you what it takes. It takes Manscaped. That's right, the sponsor of our show, Manscaped.com. Because if you want to be a stud like Dan Harris, this is what you need. So you go to Manscaped.com and use the code LEADINGOFF. That's right, LEADINGOFF. You know the name of the show. You can get some fun stuff from Manscaped and get it cheaper and some free shipping. Oh my goodness, so many things. So uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 is out. It is a fantastic tool. Uh, I've been called a fantastic tool at times as well, and that's fair enough. Uh, but the Manscaped 3.0 lawnmower is just tremendous. It's the third generation trimmer. It features cutting edge ceramic blade and reduced grooming accidents. And nobody likes a grooming accident. Nobody. Okay. Advanced skin safe technology saves that. It's pioneered by Manscaped. Also, it's got the quiet stroke technology. Now, now Dan, Dan likes to make sure he manscapes himself in broad daylight, but me, I like to, you know, get a glass of wine, set out some candles, and uh, the new Lawnmower 3.0 has the uh, the light. So you can just kind of have some mood lighting with your quiet stroke technology and manscape everything you need to do. So here's what you want to do. Go get 20% off and free shipping with the code leading off at manscaped.com. Again, that's manscaped.com, and that code is leading off. Dan Harris Speaking of studs, <clears throat> last night there were some studs on the uh, the ball field, and uh, once again, it seems like uh, no one can stop Nelson Cruz, and I gotta tell you, he's in my lineups today, he's gonna be the good chalk of the day, and I'm excited to go to that well, especially against Matthew Boyd, who's a home run machine. Yeah, uh, there's just, uh, you know, uh, we we talked about it the whole spring, which is, I get that he claws a utility spot. But who cares? What's the difference? I mean, good if he's going to hit the good job, is good. My, here's my question to you, Joe. Look, uh-huh. all the all the DH only guys are off to good starts. Cruz, of yeah. course. JD Martinez looks fantastic yeah. so far early. Your Alvarez looks very good. Stanton's hitting, you know, 900 foot home runs. Is Cruz your favorite if you had to choose only one of those DH only <sighs> options? So difficult. I, you know, Cruz is the safest one still, and yeah. that's why he should have gone before all of them. Still, I still feel that way. Um, I would have, I think they're, you know, and this is, this is like, you know, fantasy black book one-on-one stuff, relative position value. I don't think there's going to be much more than percentage points if they all stay healthy this year between the, all, all of those guys. And I yep. think they're all going to be very close in terms of productivity. So maybe one guy's like two or three points ahead and maybe there's like a, a six differential between the top and the bottom tier of these guys. But it's all about health for Alvarez and for Stanton. And I think you had to rank Cruz ahead because of how many at-bats he takes. Uh, yep. Ronald Acuna had two homers yesterday. Uh, Max Scherzer was giving up a lot of home runs, but he still struck out guys. But that's okay. Right. It's, you know, he had a little weird stop and start. Uh, Trey Turner homered. Zach Greinke, uh, seven innings for him. Zach Greinke continues to be Zach Greinke, the ageless yeah. wonder. Yep. And Garrett Cole's off to a hell of a start to the season. Lots of strikeouts. Yeah, it's the Orioles, but you know what? When the Orioles are on there, you know Garrett Cole's going to have a great start. Seven shutout innings, four hits, 13 strikeouts for him. Anything else catch your eye in this Yankees contest? No, I mean, the, the big thing was Gary Sanchez sat uh, for this one. So, and, you know, the fact that Cole didn't look as great in the first start against the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. he looked fine in that one, but he looked great I see here. where you're going with this. Is that going to be a regular thing? I don't think it's a huge deal. Catchers need a day off anyway. So if it turns out to be the guy called, but I don't know whether or not it was just the Orioles or not, but it is something I would want to monitor, especially for DFS purposes. If Sanchez is going to wind up sitting every time Cole is on the mound. Sandy Alcantara, 10 strikeouts of his own yesterday. We kept telling you about, you know, how yep. good he could be, but the Marlins offense got to show up a little bit better. Uh, he's now got a 1.50 ERA with a 0.83 whip. 
Uh, that's pretty good where I come from. Uh, you know, Joe, one one thing, by the way, on that, which I did not realize, I guess last night somebody tweeted out, I don't remember who it was, but they talked about the fact that, you know, there were these secret humidors going on, you know, around the league. And I guess on a I broadcast, guess, balls are flying out everywhere. So they are, but they, re- they revealed a couple of spots where they apparently are. And one of them is in Miami. Which makes no sense because that park is ginormous. So I'm not sure why you need a humidor isn't, isn't there. Is Miami the birthplace of humidity? Well, that's true. So why you need to add a secret, you know, humidor? But if there is, I think that only enhances the value of guys like Alcantara and Pablo Lopez. So that is something to keep in mind if there really is. And apparently there was. I watched that broadcast and I can't remember who tweeted out. But yeah, that's something that's going to be making the Marlins pitchers, other than the fact that they may not win a game all year that that makes them even a little more enticing that's my favorite graphic novel by the way the secret humidor that's my favorite uh <laughs> it's a really good series <laughs> you really read that tyler glass now six innings pitch one run nine strikeouts for him yep. against the red sox we told you fade away from the red sox yesterday so that was the smart thing to do and glass now is is look he's he's proving that he could be the the guy and that was my thing it's like look he has to be the guy yep. the question is what do you get in the rest of this rotation and so far he's been terrific so all the credit in the world to glass now i had some concerns i wasn't worried but i was concerned and i wasn't ready to invest in him and i think that was a mistake looking so far in the first two games of the season bo bichette with his two home runs kyle tucker third straight with a dinger uh kershaw seven innings pitch eight k's against the a's so no surprise there he bounced back you darvish pitched very well against the giants only seven strikeouts i say only and this is kind of what we talked about last night of do you spend more money for darvish or do you go for giolito and i said well i kind of want the k potential of giolito And I'm worried because the Giants are not a huge strikeout team. And, you know, only seven is, I mean, look, that team also, I watched a bit of that game before, you know, because we're old. We go to bed pretty early, you know, Dan Harris and I. But still, I did see some of that game, the first three innings. And I would say you could sense what I was talking about yesterday, the air being out of the balloon just a little bit for the Padres. They looked a little worse for wear on the offensive side. And to be clear, I go to bed at like 1 a.m., mister. All right. I'm a late (laughs) night person, even though I. But I'm very old as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like it was I look all the pitchers did well. I had lineups with pretty much every one of them in it. I, I just wanted to see what would happen. I liked Kershaw again. You assumed against the A's that he was going to do well. But yeah, it's it's good to see, you know, Darvish bounce back. It's good to see Kershaw bounce back. You should really have no issues with any of these guys. But I am extremely excited to see what glass now is going to wind up doing this year. And I agree. I didn't fade him per se coming into the season, but I definitely couldn't bring myself to push him up as high as maybe I would have liked. So really good to see him off to such a nice start. All right, let's do some closer notes real quick before we get to the DFS stuff, because I am, yep. I'm straight up mad about this first one. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, Alex Reyes has two saves. Dan, I mean, I'm furious because Alex Reyes clearly, sh- I mean, should have been more in this conversation in the offseason. And I don't yep. think any of us put him in there because we didn't get any indication he'd be put in there. But he is theoretically the, the right guy for this. Just like a couple of years ago, I thought Carlos Martinez was the right guy at the time. So talk me through this. Is it safe to drop Hicks and Gallegos? I think probably Gallegos. Uh, yeah. I probably would hold Hicks, I guess. But here's the deal. It's not as if Hicks is this, like, he's been the closer for six years and then had the injury and had to work back. He was really closer for, like, a year and a day. So it's not as if they have some loyalty to him necessarily. If Reyes continues to do this, and Reyes was a prized prospect, I think he'll hold the job all year. So if I, if I roster Hicks, I'd probably hold him if I could. But if you had to drop him, I wouldn't freak out about it because I do think this is Reyes' job until he loses it. 
Ian Kennedy got the save for the Rangers. I picked him up everywhere because I, I, you know me, I say the old dudes in the bullpen typically get yeah. the first crack at it. And yeah. if they don't screw up, that's good. It's going to be. I think that's the case. Chris Davinsky blew a save against the Rockies. Rosenthal. Oh, this is terrible news, by the way. Yeah. You know, when I yeah. saw this, I just I went, oh, yep. boy, here we go. Trevor Rosenthal visited doctor specializing in thoracic outlet syndrome. Mm, uh, uh, just Matt Harvey. Um, Phil yeah. Hughes. Um, I, it's I mean, derails careers. It derails careers. Chris Archer. I mean, we could go down the line. I mean, there has been never a guy that I've seen come back healthy from this. Now, maybe there's been advances in the last couple of years, but this is usually a death knell of a career for a pitcher. And I actually did a whole bit on this on TV a few months ago when the Chris Archer conversation was coming up and we went through all of them. And there was a couple guys in the Padres back in the day too. Um, just the names are out of my head. I'll try to pull them up in a second, but that, you know, young pitching prospects and just careers derailed because yeah. of this. And if this is the case, then it's okay to start making other plans. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, for this year anyway, I, at this point, I am planning to be without Rosenthal for the rest of the season. If they are looking at this at all, it's not good. So, I mean, maybe not. But, you know, for now, it's probably Diekman is the guy and maybe they'll add somebody. But, yeah, if I roster Rosenthal, I am trying to make other arrangements for the rest all of right. the season. Anything else in the bullpen catch your eye yesterday? Not really. I mean, Castillo blew the save uh, for the Rays by giving him a home run, but he got the the opportunity. So it does kind of seem like he's going to be the guy there. That was really only it. All right. I want to take a victory lap here with Victor Robles leading off yesterday. I just want to. Yes. You and me. So excited about that. He had a good one game victory lap. That's what you do it right after the first game. Yep. 161 more of these to go. He walked twice. What I like about him is he walked twice and that was kind of the impetus for them scoring and having a day. So he, he got the opportunity there. He looked good. He looked confident. I was watching that game. So I'm I'm very, you know, quietly excited about that. I told you it's a chicken and the egg scenario where if you keep hitting him seven in the order, he's not going to see better pitches to hit. And you're going to keep spinning your wheels. Take the opportunity. Put him at the top. Put him in front of Trey Turner and Soto. He's going to get fastballs. He's going to look much better. And they're going to have to pitch to him. Because you don't yep. want to put this guy on to then have Trey Turner or, or Juan Soto or, or Josh Bell eventually knock him in. It's not what you want to do. So there, he's going to see a ton of strikes at the top of this order. This is really good news. If you if you listened and look, I, I know it's one game. and Haha. But still, it's, it's the concept that... It's worth the shot. I'm glad the Nats are doing it. Uh, D.D. DeGorius hit a home run at center field, his first home run since 2015 that wasn't pulled to right field. That is a crazy thing. Where did you, yeah. where'd you get that stat? Was that from the Mets broadcast last night? No, somebody tweeted it out. Wow. I honestly, I can't remember who it was. I will try to give credit to it on Twitter, but I saw it tweeted out. It was awesome. You look at his, it had like the baseball savant thing and it just has, it's just dots all in right field, all right field. And then this one in center, which is hard to do in Philly, by the way, that's like it the is, one spot hard to it out. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, he looks good actually early, but you know, Gregorius is always a little undervalued so long as he's playing in a, I in a, a hitter's of, part. But. I got a ton of DD shares. I thought yep. he lasted way too long yep. in drafts, ton of middle infield DD Gregorius and Gene Segura shares as well. Just, just two good ball players. Like at a certain point, just, just guys who play. JD yep. Davis, I don't think he's going to play for a little while. His uh, X-rays were negative. That's good, but still, he's going to get a couple of days off. Bellinger going uh, further testing on his calf. So first it was the shoulder concerns. Now it's the calf concern. Uh, we'll hold our breath on that. Springer took live BP. That's a good sign. And Zach Gallon has simulated game schedule for today. So yep. hopefully, and and this is my whole thing. People ask me, are you worried about Gallon? I said, look, is if it's an injury where he can. can continues to throw and he has 
no, I'm not. I, I think this is a very strange thing and they're just being careful. And he was going to be limited anyway. So let's limit him in April and let's try to, you know, where the waiver wire is plentiful and you can find some other guys and patch it together. And you want him in September for your baseball playoffs if you're in head-to-head leagues. That's what you want. So anything else for you that uh, pops you before you move to uh, today? No, good recap. Let's go to today. All right, enough of yesterday. Let's live in the now. Let's talk a little MLB DFS. It's getaway day for a lot of teams because uh, a lot of travel stuff going on. So it's the day slate today. So you're getting a lot of 1 o'clock games and 4 o'clock games. There are two night games. The Yankees are going to play, and then uh, I think it's 640, and then you're going to get the Colorado game with Arizona at night. But we're talking about the day slate here today. So I want to start with the good chalk. The good chalk for me today is the White Sox against Seattle. Um, that White Sox lineup, you know, just even without Aloy, they're finding all these guys. Mercedes continues to be, uh, you know, around and useful. Abreu hit a monstrous home run yesterday. Uh, Luis Robert looks good. Um, Andrew Vaughn got into the action. Zach Collins. So all the White Sox today, I am good with. Nelson Cruz is the good chalk to me as well. Um, I'm going to be targeting Matthew Boyd. Gives up a lot of home runs. We'll talk more about the Twins in a second. And Shane Bieber is the good chalk. He's expensive but he's the good chalk and that's what I'm looking for today. Uh, any other good chalk that kind of popped to you when you were looking at the slate? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about Bieber. I mean, cause he's really, really expensive mm-hmm. on both sides. You're still willing to put him in your lineup. Uh, I've got fan dual lineups. Uh, and look, this is why you want to stick around with us because we got lineup builders coming in a second Yeah, and you can make it work with the lineup builders. There's a couple guys in Philadelphia today against Peterson yep. that I yep. love. Um, the Phillies are way underpriced. Uh, I've got a lineup right now that um, my favorite lineup that I'm playing in cash and I'm actually throwing in a couple tournaments because I like it so much, which is Shane Bieber. Uh, I could still get Nelson Cruz. I can still get mm-hmm. Bo Bichette. I can still get Byron Buxton. So I like that. That's pretty yeah, good. Buxton, that's some good support right there. Buxton looks great, by the way. Returned yesterday in the middle of the game. Didn't start, but came in and hit a homer. I mean, I think realistically, again, they're expensive, but you could go also with Bauer because the A's can't hit at all whatsoever Bauer's right? a good one too i think Bowling both on of them. those guys are good and an under the radar one is i mean i know you don't like him as much from a season-long perspective but right now the, the marlins can't hit whatsoever and again if they are in fact using a humidor in miami it only helps that so i don't mind jack flaherty if you're looking for a discount as a pitcher i think he's gonna have a nice game because again the marlins right now are just i mean you can pick on them all day <laughs> well what a perfect segue because I like Pablo Lopez as the oppo play today. That's also fine. Uh, I, against, I don't have a problem with that. Both those guys. Absolutely. Uh, against Jack Flaherty, who has been inconsistent. And the Marlins haven't hit it all, really. And that's going to change eventually. And, of course, the last time you think they're going to hit is against Jack Flaherty. Now, this is, again, going to circle this for everybody, a multi-entry only kind of a thing. Yes. Or a secondary pitcher in a multi-entry tournament on DK. Well, Pablo Lopez has been very solid. He's got a good stretch of like two earned runs or less in the last few games that he's pitched between last year and this year. Look, uh, it's worth a shot. The roster draft percentage of Pablo Lopez is going to be low because people are going to see Flaherty. And I'm going to troll Flaherty a little bit. I just am until he proves otherwise. And here's the thing. Even if he proves otherwise today, you can go back and look. The track record's still up and down. So if you see an opportunity worth taking and you see a price of Lopez, who's very cheap today on both sides, it's worth taking a shot on. I think it's also worth taking a shot on Brandon Woodruff against Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. He is uh, oddly cheap today. Um, he is just 7.6 over on FanDuel. On 7.2 DK. on Duque. On DK. 7.2 on DK. Yep. And Lopez is 6.8. So, yep. I mean, if you want to just go, you know, completely out the window in terms of pitching and go load up on offense, that's fine. Here's yep. the only thing I'm going to say to that. 
you're going to be chasing the Bieber and Bauer starters. Like you're just going to be. And that's something that I don't know if that's the best idea you want to do today, because those guys are going to set a very high standard just from the just from the pitching threshold. Like they're going to approach 50 points probably on FanDuel, both of those yep. guys, I would imagine. So you've really got to ask yourself, is it worth it today with the offense that's on the board? You don't have Colorado on this board in the daytime. You don't yep. have Yankee Stadium on this board in the daytime. You don't have a ton of pitching matchups where there's a lot of good pitchers on the mound because we're recycling now. These mm-hmm. are like the ones and twos we're recycling. Yep. Second time through. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm more in the pay up for Bieber. Don't get it wrong. Pay up for Bauer. Don't get it wrong. DK, use one of those secondary arms. I think that's a good approach today. What's your approach? I think that that is a good approach. And I think one of the reasons why it is, is because, you know, when you have a guy like Bieber going, a lot of times you think, well, everybody's going to roster him, right? Everybody is. But there are so many intrigue. I mean, we didn't even talk about Blake Snell, who is again against the Giants. So he's out there as well. So I think that there are a lot of intriguing arms right now where I think most people playing DFS are going to be like, eh. I'm going to I'm going to go to one of these cheaper arms and everything like that. So you might be able to get away with Bieber, who, again, struck out 12, I believe, in his first game gets the world in the snow in the (laughs) snow. Right. Exactly. Where he didn't have his. I think he walked three, which is like, oh, my God, Bieber walked three. So I think he's going to have a bounce back performance here. They should win the game there. You know, minus 187, you know, uh, to to win the game. They're at home. It's it's a perfect half of that Royals lineup is not great. And again, on FanDuel, we talk about it all the time. On FanDuel, it is really, really easy to build a good lineup around an ace pitcher who costs a lot because you can find the diamonds in the rough. So I like your strategy there. And look, today you've got some good diamonds in the rough in terms of the secondary pitchers where you could still get Bauer or Bieber or even Aaron Nola. I think Aaron Nola is very much in play today against the Mets. Uh, So I, I would certainly put him in that same cash arm category. Stacks today... Uh, I really like uh, Minnesota. I'm not going to lie about that one. I'm going to go back to the well in terms of Toronto, the White Sox, and the Phillies have a lot of good things to offer. That's kind of where I'm looking for offense today. This is where I think the run totals are going to be good. And Matthew Boyce just gives up so many home runs. I'm going to just look if Mitch Garver's in the lineup today, too. That's another guy that's super cheap. Uh, he hasn't been a lot, but keep that in mind, too. See, you know, with these day games, you're going to get a lot of these subs, or maybe somebody gets a day off because day game after night game, all these kind of things like that. Keep a close eye on these lineups because you might find more of these lineup builders out there. And some of those lineup builder guys are actually going to be very useful today to get to Bieber and stuff like that. So keep an eye on some of those guys who might be in the lineup today that aren't normally because their price is going to be very suppressed. Uh, How about for you? Any other stacks or offenses you're looking at? It's really Toronto. I mean, that's where I'm going. And, I, you know, I, again, Kyle Gibson is just, yeah. I, no, no. I mean, you saw it against, right? The, the Rangers got out to like a 6 nothing lead. Was and it was flying out of there I know. the other day in the day. Yeah, I, it, it's bizarre a, a little bit uh, because, again, you, you thought that they do. And I think they were also named as one of the teams that has the human So I don't know, but it really doesn't matter. Now, the Blue Jays are not priced to really get in there. So a sneaky guy like Rowdy Telez, if he plays, you know, the lefty against Gibson, yeah. I do like him. But. I am I am trying to fit as many Blue Jays into my lineup because again I I you know in one of these draft champions leagues where you have fifty round draft and holds I have Kyle Gibson who's like oh I added like look like the slider a little bit in the spring like it's like my forty fifth round pick let me give it a shot and I looked at and I watched his first start and I was just like oh no this, this is not gonna <laughs> oh, go oh, well. No. 
So I'm I'm putting every Blue Jay back in the lineup. I know Vladdy didn't, you know, Vladdy is expensive, but uh, you know, I know he didn't hit the homer yesterday per the call, but I'm probably getting him back in my lineup today. All right, here's your lineup builders for today. Again, make sure these guys are all in the lineups. Uh, and if they're not, look who the pivots are because they might be even cheaper, some of them. Yep. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, just 2.1K on FanDuel. Uh, you get him in there against Seattle. You look good last night. Had a big opposite field hit uh, in the game yesterday. That's what you want to see. Guy going the other way, being confident. Uh, Gene Segura is just 2.5K on FanDuel. Uh, he's very cheap. Alec Bohm is very cheap on FanDuel. Also, he's in my lineup. I, I that I just mentioned there, talking about like, well, I got Cruz and Bieber and Buxton and Bichette and and and. Well, how do you do it? You got use guys like Vaughn. Use guys like Segura. Uh, Travis Shaw also good night last night. I expect him to be the lineup again. Little yep. kerfuffle there with Milwaukee and and Chicago. Yep. A lot more baseball fake fighting <laughs> posturing going on. Uh, but Travis Shaw at two point eight is a good savings. Alex Verdugo against the lefty. Uh, last year, Alex Verdugo hit 320 against left-handed pitching. So take the 2.8 discount. Uh, Alec Bohm is also really cheap on DK, 3.1. And Jazz Chisholm on DK at 2.8 if he's in the lineup. He can get you points in different ways. I like those kind of guys, like Segura, like DD. You know, guys who you know can put the ball in play, guys who can steal a base and do a little bit of everything. Those are nice kind of cheap return on investment players because they can easily go 5x on FanDuel on a 3K salary like Brandon Lau did yesterday, for instance, and that's a really good return. Anybody else kind of pop to you on either site that you thought was a good value? No, I mean, you hit. I, there were a couple of guys I had. You did hit them all. The only other one is if Rowdy Telez is in the lineup that's a for the one, Blue Jays. Yeah. That's a guy who I would like to get into my lineup as, as really cheap. I mean, he's he's uh, 3.5 on DK. So I, it's a guy who I would sneak into my lineup if I could. But yeah, you hit it. It's an interesting slate, Joe, because there are a lot of good pitchers. You said even Boyd is a guy who... I, I do like to pick on or I have in the past because he's so homer prone, but he did look good in that first game. And, you know, the pitcher list guys are always all over him and everything like that, waiting for the breakout. So, I mean, I would, you know, be fine to pick on him with the twins, but I'm not jumping for joy about it. It's really for me, I'm Toronto, because of the homers. Like, of I, course, that's of course. Like, he's, no, no, no. Nelson Cruz and Byron Buxton are locked in. I will oh, go yeah. die on that hill today, which brings us to. The time to call our shot. Dan and I are each going to pick a guy to hit a home run. We were over yesterday. Yep. I had Vlad. He had Conforto. Eh, nobody wins. Nope. Uh, one of us had McMahon. It would have been beautiful. Uh, Nelson Cruz is my home run call today. I know. I know. But I don't care. The good chalk's the good chalk. That's what I like. I'm going Nelson Cruz off Mr. Boyd. Lefty righty. Yay. Uh, who's your home run call for today, Dan? I'm going to go to the game that I like to go to, which is the Toronto Rangers game, because that's where I'm going. I'm going to go with Teoscar Hernandez today. I'm not going to go with the with Vladdy. You know, I just, you know, I just have this feeling, man, it's going to be like a 440 foot home run pulled into left field. I like it. So Teoscar Hernandez, my home run call of the day. All right, there you have it. I want to remind everybody, make sure you go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest and get involved in that Ronald Acuna free jersey giveaway. It is autographed. Oh my goodness, come on. All you gotta do is drop that review and fill out the form. Very simple, go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest to get involved there. And also uh, make sure that uh, you use your code for Manscaped. So I wanna thank our friends at Pristine Auction and I thank our sponsor, Manscaped. You get 20% off, free shipping with the code leading off at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code leading off. And uh, I don't know if they throw in some candles and wine with that, too, like I talked about earlier. <laughs> and this is why you watch. You watch on the YouTube channel because you get to see Dan uncomfortable when I do Manscaped <laughs> reads. And that is 
that is everything. You know, you talk about what wakes you up in the morning, what gets you going. Me getting to do this every day with my good friend Dan Harris is uh, is a joy, and making him uncomfortable is is an even bigger joy. <laughs> you do it well. You do it well. Thank Don't you, worry about friend. it. Thank you. And again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Fantasy Pros MLB, so you can watch live every day. And if you miss us, because I don't know. You have a job or a life. You can always watch us on demand at Fantasy Pros MLB on YouTube also and get all of your information. That'll do it for us today. But the story of the game goes on. For Dan Harris, I'm Joe Pizzabia. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye.